everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisterly. You're here with Rebecca and Olivia, and we're so excited to be back for another episode. Um, we are kicking it off at the end of January, and we figured we would talk today a lot about how January has been going for everyone. We feel like it's kind of a tough mental health month, so we're just going to have like almost like a little wellness check episode of just like checking in, talking about January how Mm -hmm. everyone's doing. (laughs) But before that, we have to, you know, give our little updates, got to talk about some things that are happening in the world, some hard-hitting topics like Kylie Jenner and her lion mask. But before, it wasn't even a mask, her lion brooch, her giant lion brooch, (laughs) one would call that. But before that, Rebecca, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I just got back from a long weekend in Charleston, South Carolina, um, which is really nice. I've been there once before when I was in college, but I couldn't remember a lot about some of the stuff, like where things were or like – it was funny. Once I was there, I was like, oh, I remember doing this and that or I remembered certain spots that I'd seen. Um, So that was really nice. Charleston's not like super warm at this time of year. It was like in the 50s, um, but it was definitely warmer than Boston. So I was like, I Mm -hmm. will take it. And it was it was fun. It was like really cute, nice, like so many um, cute restaurants and little shops. So it was nice. Nice to take a little – break and as we're you know gonna get into later like January is a tough month so to take like some long weekends here and there really helps like break it up because also like was it last weekend or the weekend before was like MLK Mm -hmm. um weekend and then I like had this long weekend trip and I was like wow I'm really just like powering through you know we're really just taking flights missing meetings as as we like (laughs) (laughs) Um, well that sounds so nice I liked all the colorful buildings it honestly felt kind of San Francisco which is like all the yeah I feel like Charleston is a mix of kind of like it's like a southern version of San Fran and Newport Rhode Island because it's like on the water so it's got like bay vibes which both Newport and San Fran have and it's just got like this really cute one main street which is kind of like Newport and yeah, it has Rainbow Row, which is like where all the cute houses are. Um, but then it also has beach, but you have to like kind of drive outside the city to get to them. But then it has like gorgeous beaches. So it's a cool place. So um, I definitely will be excited to return. And especially when it's like also even a little bit warmer, but it was it was really nice and very like relaxing. And because it was this time of year, it wasn't like it was packed with people. So it was kind of nice. Like we didn't have to like wait for anything we showed up to a place that's really popular for brunch and we were like seated immediately so it was pretty nice nice. traveling in the winter is underrated because that's when it's the quietest you can probably see the most things like you don't have trouble making reservations so I feel like I need to do more of that it's nice and I also had like kind of forgotten that Charleston's like a a bit of a college town like College of Charleston's right there and so Mm. there's like lots of young people um, and like still people milling about, but you could just tell that there was way less tourists or people who were there probably more seasonally. Um, so it was nice that, yeah, it was just was things were packed. Love. Well, I had a less adventurous weekend, but still good. I'm currently in my sitting era. So it's like a lot of home time, a lot of sitting at home, um, which is like new for me. And we're learning to embrace it. Um, but I, I really didn't do very much. I went to brunch on Saturday, which was so nice. Jack and I have found, finally found like our brunch spot. It only took us like two and a half years to find a spot that we like for brunch, but here we are. Did that, went to the bookstore. I mean, that was probably the highlight. I freaking love going to the bookstore. So did that, which was nice. They just like bookstores smell so good because they smell like books. They smell and they're so good. much they fun because they like they yeah it's just like there's all this anticipation of just like finding a new book to read and like yes it's like uh, which one am I gonna pick am I gonna pick seven am I gonna pick one like what am I doing I picked one um which was the move but I just love being there and the people who work at bookstores are just like my kind of people they're just pretty mm-hmm. chill they're very yep. nice um they so love yeah the books too big fan. Yeah, the guy at the counter 
and I were joking because I had one book that I bought, but I was looking for a couple other ones that they ended up not having. And they're being super nice. They're like, do you want us to, you know, order them for you or, or whatever? And I was like, oh, no, it's totally fine. Like, I can come back later, you know, if you think you're going to get them in. I was like, I'm here all the time and I have a million books that I need to read anyway. And he was like, well, you're not a, a real reader if you don't have, a, you know, a giant list of books that you're supposed to read and you haven't read yet. So yeah, exactly. Um, you can't really wait till you finish all the ones you have to get more. You just no. keep getting more anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like lately I've actually kept it kind of within reason. Like I, you know, I'll buy books and I have like five or so that like are still kind of on my mm. list of want to read but haven't read yet, which isn't crazy. But I, I have been pretty good about like actually reading the ones that I'm getting. So that's good. We don't want to be wasteful. Um, but yeah, so did that over the weekend and then just like did a lot of hanging out. Yesterday, Jack and I went to a bar in our neighborhood to watch the 49ers game. And that was super fun. Jack and I have recently found that we love going to like a local bar and watching the football game, which isn't like breaking news. People do this all over the country. <laughs> Millions of people do this every weekend. But <laughs> it's not something that I've ever like really done frequently. So anywho, um, yeah, it was super fun. And uh, we went to a place that's like right in our neighborhood and we just sat at the bar and the bartenders were so nice, which I really appreciate because bartenders have like every reason and right to not be nice. Like if I were a bartender, I probably wouldn't be that nice to people because people aren't that nice to you. So <laughs> I feel like I'm just kind of like, all right, let, like, let's get to it. Here are your drinks. Here's your food, whatever. But they were just so nice. They like asked us our names. They were like, hope to see you again. And I was like, Aww, Erica, nice. Alex, love you. Love you guys. Um, so yeah, that She's was super fun. She's in her football fun. era. I am in my football era. She is just uh, – now she's a 49ers girly because the Jets, the are Jets suck. So sorry. I mean, loyal fan, but they suck. So now I got to jump to the 49ers, which is like honestly a pretty nice team to jump to because they're pretty good. So <laughs> it's a lot more smooth sailing for me now. But yeah, it's exciting. I They have one more game until the Super Bowl. So if they win next week, then they're in the Super Bowl. I believe. Watch me be wrong. I'm like 90% sure. No, I think that's, that's right. I think that's right. All right. Listen, she's in her football <laughs> football era, but like it's new. So yeah, still fresh. There's room yeah, for error. I'm still learning. Yeah. <laughs> but anywho, that was my weekend. And then I, I finished a book. I started reading a new one. Which one did you, you know. start reading? Um, I've started reading a new series called The Cruel Prince. Ooh. Yeah. It's uh it's a fantasy series. To be honest, like, I'm not really sure exactly what's going to be happening. I think it's like an <laughs> yeah. enemies to lovers story, which okay. I love. Can, can be good. My... Yeah, can be great. Yeah. Generally, I love enemies to lovers. So yeah. I'm excited about that. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I just before that, I just finished a book called Lunar Love, which was a romance book. And it was fun because it was about this woman who's Chinese American and she it's a fiction book but she runs like a matchmaking business it's been in her family for generations and it's fun because it's all about like the zodiac calendar and it uh, takes place a lot around lunar new year and lunar new year literally just happened so um how timely like a, it was so timely well i got it in my book of the month subscription which rebecca got me for christmas and it was one of the book options for January, which I'm guessing was planned. Um, Probably. <laughs> given the time. So, yeah, it was good. It wasn't like my favorite book of all time. I just – sometimes I feel like you can tell when a writer is new. Not that I'm an expert, but like this is her first book. And I feel like sometimes you can just tell like – I don't know. I was like, what's your voice? Like I'm not really getting it yet. Yeah, Do you know what I yeah, mean? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm say the book almost felt a little stiff like mm. there was so much potential there but sometimes I read these sentences and I was like there's not a lot of personality behind them like it just felt yeah. a little flat. like maybe she was playing it a little safe yeah totally there were so many things about it that I thought were really cool like she has this great 
relationship with her grandmother that I just thought was like wonderful and so cute. And I really liked that, but I just felt like the way that she, cause it was told in the point of view of this woman. And I was just like, her point of view doesn't have like a ton of personality behind it. So I don't know. Anywho, it wasn't like a bad book by any means. It was just one of those books that I was like, eh, not my favorite of all time. You're probably not going to like reread it. No, probably not. Probably not. I have started a new book that you recommended um, from Blood and Ash. And I'm a third, of, a third of the way in, I want to say. Um, mm. I'm reading it on my um, iPad. So it's like harder for me to tell sometimes like how far. I mean, it says like the percentage, I think, at the bottom. But it's like when you have a book, you can like look at the book and be like, oh, okay, I'm like halfway. Um, but I rented it – or rented It's not a movie. I borrowed it from the library, but like digitally. I still say rented. Um, <laughs> yeah, I rented it, I guess. Um, so it's like a library book, but it's on my iPad, which is very convenient. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm like a third of the way through. And I feel like I'm st- – like I feel like it's just getting a little bit interesting. <laughs> I feel like – I don't know if I'm just feeling like slow about it or maybe it's just like I really need to like – I feel like the start of the book – is obviously a lot of world building. So sometimes I'm kind of like, what's happening? Like who? Mm-hmm. And then like where? And there, I feel like there's also kind of this like dystopian sort of setup that I'm trying to figure out. Because I feel like the way they set it up, it's not like in like Hunger Games or when they're like describing in the beginning of Hunger Games, like the character who is the like main point of view like knows it's messed up. Like she's like describing right. her dystopian society and all that effed up stuff that's going on and you're like oh okay so we're like in a shit show and like she's explaining it and I feel like in this book she's like really indoctrinated in like the society but you're like hearing all these things that don't seem to make sense and I'm kind of like I feel like we're in like there's a lot of secrets and that like she doesn't really know what's going on because she doesn't know what's going on I don't know what's going on because she's the narrator (laughs) so I'm just like sometimes I'm like am I confused or is she confused and so we're all confused like you know what I mean so I (laughs) think (laughs) so I think we're getting to the part where she's like about to start getting like a bit more clarity into things and then I think I'm gonna like feel like I understand what's going on so we're getting there (laughs) yeah yeah no that makes a lot of sense though yeah it's like if the the point of view person doesn't really know what's going on then it's it can be a little confusing yeah it just feels like if if I get, to give like non spoiler just like background for the book the the premise is that she's kind of like she's like been given this role by her society like since birth and she's like called the maiden and she's like quote like chosen by the gods or something which I'm like still kind of trying to figure out what all that means but um but she basically is like not to be seen and not to be like engaged with by people until like some point later on where she like is gonna have some sort of ceremony or something where she's gonna like I don't know move on to the next level or like ascend or whatever it is I'm still like figuring out all the terminology but she's kind of in this role where she's like kept very solitary like isn't allowed to engage with other people kept to herself like basically like a princess in a tower situation um but because of like her super sheltered life she also like only has an understanding of the world around her based on like what people tell her and she doesn't get to like go anywhere. So she has no like life experience besides the one that she like knows. So you're trying to get like a sense for this world that the book drops you into, but also her view of the world is really narrow because that's all she's like allowed to do. So you're kind of getting more taste of like what's going on as she starts getting it. So we're getting to the point where I feel like she's starting to discover some things. So well, I'm very excited for you to keep reading. Yeah, love that you, love when you read the same series that I've read, so then we can talk about it. Because <laughs> yeah, you're the only too. one I can talk about a series with like incessantly, you know? Like I can yeah, talk about it with no, other I people, but eventually they're like, Olivia, I get it. We've already talked about this. No, well, I feel you, like you I and I both get like deeply obsessed in yeah. like whatever we're into it, whether it's a book or a TV show or a movie. And so like there's pretty much no end to the amount I'm willing to talk about something that I'm interested in. So 100% deeply obsessed and also like very emotionally invested and I yeah. feel like I'm in the world like I live there now and I'm also right, like the characters are my friends so right right so that's why I go into book depressions when series end so because I'm like how am I gonna know really... what keeps happening to them yeah totally exactly 
Um, I can't wait for Sarah J. Moss to put out another freaking book. Um, there's somebody on TikTok who I really need you to watch his videos. I need I'm gonna confirm his name right now because I think it's Barbell. Yeah, Barbells and Books is his name. Okay. And he's a man who I believe lives in North Dakota. He's a killer mustache and he's like probably in his 30s. He has a wife and a daughter and his daughter has cancer and he's super just like hilarious because he's been reading the Aquatar series for the first time Mm -hmm. and he's now on War, the third one, but he'll like sometimes live read it or he'll just like give his thoughts after he's finished like like a chunk of chapters and it's just like so funny to hear this man's takes on Aquatar and like all the characters and whatever and he's like he's like into it like he's not like mocking it he like loves it but it's also really funny because he clearly is like a person who like liked fantasy or his wife did because he knows like all the twilight characters he knows all the harry potter characters Mm -hmm. and so like sometimes he'll make these videos and as he's reading or giving a recap he'll like insert clips from like other things to like show reactions or whatever it's just it's very funny i think you would enjoy him a lot so must look him up i'm sure i would love him but anywho that is our reading journey so far. Um, then we also just wanted to cover some topics, some very hard-hitting news topics. Like I said, Kylie Jenner and her giant lion head. Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know what this is, I saw it on <laughs> Instagram today that she was like at some sort of fashion event in a dress. And then like on the front of it, it was like a full like lion head, like the mane, the face, everything. And my yes. question is – is that actually a lion's head or was that like created no. to look like one? Because I was like, if so that's I, an actual lion's head, we have an issue. Yes. No. So I did some research into this. So she was at a Schiparelli. I could be saying that wrong. Who knows? I'm not in high fashion. She was at a Schiparelli <laughs> show and it is not a real head. That would be okay, so few. So I was bad. like really upset It's for a, a reconstructed head with like man-made materials. Um, okay. But so she was wearing one and then several of the models in the show were were wearing like different animal heads, all man-made, not real. But there was like okay. a lion, there was like a snow tiger, there was like some, I think like a jaguar or something or like a black panther, something like that. Um, okay. But it's just one, it's weird. Two, if you've seen the videos of her trying to take a f- selfie with the lion head on, it's hysterical. She literally can't. Um, thirdly, I did hear some comments that some people felt like it was referencing colonialism, which I thought Ooh. was interesting. I don't know enough about that to yeah. make any strong opinions one way or another. But sometimes, right. like, fashion designers do these crazy things, and I'm just like, but why? And I get that it's, like, for their art or whatever, but sometimes people make art that's, like, stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or people think it's deep, and it's like, no, it's really it's not, not that, that deep. deep. It's just, I like – I feel like in this case, like, I – yeah, when I saw that video, I was, like, waiting to, like, see a bunch of comments about backlash because I thought she was literally wearing a lion's head, and I was like, that – is That'd be definitely so bad. a bad, 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 bad look. But I also feel like wearing a fake lion's head is also kind of a bad look. It's like it's obviously yeah. less bad that it's like she they didn't kill an animal for that, thank goodness. But it's like, why are we also wearing a lion's head? Like it's one thing to be wearing like a piece of jewelry that is in like the image of a lion, but to like be wearing something that's supposed to look like basically you've killed a lion and are wearing its head, like why? I don't get right. it. Right. It's like, oh, it's not real, but it does still represent like the hunting of animals right it's kind of like a weird power like (laughs) dynamic like kind of hunter vibes even though you didn't actually kill like i don't know i just feel like we shouldn't be wearing animals as clothing (laughs) it just yeah it was it was a weird vibe she posted something on her instagram like there was a caption i feel like about what it was supposed to represent let me see if i can find it what did she say oh it just says beauty and the beast (laughs) Which makes me um, like it hmm. even less. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not into that. I don't know. It was just weird overall. It was also just so yeah. big. It looked ridiculous. That's why I was like, "Is this literally a lion's head?" Because it was like, it felt like it could it, be. It's life size. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. I found that strange, and I also found it like I was honestly kind of surprised that she 
went for that. I don't know. I just feel like she's like an animal person generally. At least she like purports to be. Let us know what you think. Like, is this art or is it weird? (laughs) Or is it? Yeah, I don't know. Like, is it better? Like, is it fine because it's not an actual animal head? Or is it still weird because it looks like it is one even though it's not? Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. In other pop culture news, Miley Cyrus came out with a new song, first one in a while, called Flowers, and she dropped a music video for it. And after after it was dropped, there was like all sorts of Easter eggs about like what's in the video, what the song means. I was explaining it to Mike earlier because he actually really likes the song and he was like singing it to himself. And I was like, do you know Mm -hmm. the backstory? And he was like, no, tell me. And I was like, well, (laughs) when she was married to Liam Hemsworth, to which Mike immediately was like, who's Liam Hemsworth? To which I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? But, and I was like, but then I told him it's Chris Hemsworth's brother and he knows who Chris Hemsworth is. So he was like, oh, okay. okay. So he looked him up and I was like, oh, okay. They look related. And I was like, yeah, well, they were married. And um, apparently when they like either got engaged or got married, Liam Hemsworth like dedicated the Bruno Mars song, When I Was Your Man, to her, which is uh, also a weird weird thing to do because that is a breakup song. But then Mike made a good point and I was like, oh, maybe you have something there. He was like, well, that song is kind of about like regretting not being good enough when you had the chance. And he was like, did they used to date and then they broke up and they got back together. And I was like, actually – you're right, Mike. They did. They did do that. So he was like, maybe it was like, a, and I got you back and like I realized what mm-hmm. I had lost when I didn't have you or something. So I was like, maybe that kind of makes – I mean, it's still weird, but it kind of makes a little bit more again. sense. Only to lose her again. Only to lose her again. But yeah, so then I was explaining to him how like she got Bruno Mars's like nod of approval to basically make the song kind of like a response to Bruno Mars's song, When I Was Your Man, because mm-hmm. he says like – I should have bought you flowers. And then she's like, I can buy myself flowers. He's like, I should have held mm-hmm. your hand. She's like, I can hold my own hand. So it's kind of her own little response to that Bruno Mars song. And then there's all these like Easter eggs on the music video where apparently she's like walking through a house where Liam Hemsworth like used to cheat on her with a bunch of women and she's wearing his suit and she's like doing gym exercises. And apparently he used to tell her he was going to the gym, but he was really going to this house. And also I would like to know, how do people know this? Like who I would also all like this to information? This is all yeah. clearly unconfirmed information that I've learned from the internet. Um, but I right. would like to know where Rebecca those people and I, learned this. Rebecca and I have been really deep into like flowers TikTok. Like, real, like a, yeah. I've been sending her a lot of videos. She's been sending me a lot of videos. And people really have gotten like very specific with the meanings in this song and like people are like she's wearing the suit that Liam Hemsworth wore to the Avengers premiere where he told her to behave and I'm just like okay like that's specific or people people are like this is the house where he cheated on her 14 times and I'm like that's specific also, it's just like that – when this music video came out, that was literally the first time I'd ever heard that. Like I had, I somehow had never heard that he'd ever cheated on her. Like I knew they got divorced, but I had no idea why. I and thought they got divorced because he was doing drugs. Yeah, I thought he had like a, a substance abuse issues. I don't know. I don't know. But apparently people on TikTok have a lot of theories and a lot of opinions and everyone seems to think that this is like fact. So I don't know if it is, but – if so, then there's a lot of Easter eggs to, to that to those theories, I suppose. Every once it's a in a while, song. I it is a catchy song. Every once in a while, I really, really get dragged into TikTok conspiracies. And yeah, don't worry, sometimes everyone. they seem like they kind of line up, and you're like, maybe that is really what happened. Yeah, they're not know. political conspiracies, so no one worry about that. No. But they yeah. are pop culture conspiracies, and I really go down a rabbit hole. Like I'm really, it's so easy to. I know. I know too much. There's so much room in my brain for other information. Um, (laughs) But this is what's there. So anywho, I mean, everyone let us know your thoughts. Like, do you think this is real? Part of it must be real, right? Because also- I feel like there has to be some kernel of truth. Like There has to be. Also, we're always like, how do people know this? And I'm like, I'm sure she had her publicist like anonymously tell people. Yeah, maybe. You know, like they do that. Like people write in tips all the time about themselves to get the word like going. I'm not saying that's what she did. I'm just saying like there are ways for information to get out. And I'm not saying that all that is true, but I'm guessing something is true. And Miley Cyrus is actually very okay with the rumors 
going around because if you think about it, if this is not what this song was about, she could easily go on her Instagram story and be like, hey guys, right, um, like this song something. is not about my ex-husband. Thank you. Or like, hey guys, right. like my ex-husband didn't cheat on me. Because I have to say, if I had an ex-husband, let's say, and he didn't cheat on me and the world thought that he cheated on me with 14 women, I would probably shut that down. Yeah, right. You know? I had to clarify that's not really the case. But yeah, that's true. Not even for his sake, but for my own sake of like not being in the narrative of where I was cheated on 14 times. Not that that says anything about you, but just like I don't want to be a part of that narrative if that's completely false. Right, not true. Yeah. Yeah, so let us know what you think. Yeah, please please do, everyone. Um, Lastly on our list of many pop culture topics rebecca and i both have finished white lotus we're kind of behind the game but a fun fact the two italian gal pals in that show are in a skims ad for her valentine's day collection which i thought was really fun i'm like kim kardashian you can say what you want about her but she always like she never misses she does miss that's a lie she makes misses but she (laughs) when it comes to like being trendy like she always gets like the coolest people in her skims ad or like i don't know she's just like very hip when it comes to like people to collab with yeah that was like very timely to like have them in the campaign and i didn't realize until like the campaign that apparently like the two actresses are also like really good friends in real life and i was like oh that's so cute i love that for them because they were like the stars of white lotus season two so love that for them yeah, but we both finished it. I liked season two more than season one. Um, yeah, I did too. Excited for season three. Also, spoiler alert. So if you haven't watched, skip over a few minutes. But I rip Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. Um, yeah. That Tragic. was pretty wild. But also, like, that was, like, the most fitting death for her character. Yeah, 100%. Because it was just, like, so absurd. Like, the fact that – she evaded being murdered by like these um criminal people to only die because she couldn't figure out an efficient way to get off the boat and into the lifeboat like absurd but also hilarious like there were so many options for her to get safely so on that many boat options. and instead she just like refused to take her heels off and like hits her head and dies like it was just hilarious it was fitting Mm-hmm. It, it was, was fitting, very fitting for her character because and like because her character just doesn't make any sense like also like she's in the middle of like realizing she's like in a murder plot that also her husband has helped coordinate and as she's holding her gun like to the guy she's about to like shoot in defense she like asks him if her husband's having an affair and it's like are you kidding me Jennifer Coolidge like he's not having an affair he's trying to kill you for your money like what are you doing? like priorities like. <laughs> Having an affair, that's literally the least of your problems. Right. It's like bottom of the list. Uh, but she's so funny and she's so good in like just all of her roles. Um, yeah, I love yeah. her. Now she's on TikTok. So that's thrilling she's for all so of us. Funny. I thought Aubrey Plaza did a really good job in that character. She did. I love her. And like the dynamic of just like the four of them was just so wild because you're like what's happening like the tension the secrets and then you realize kind of at the end that um what is her character's name the blonde woman anyway she is the one who like in the beginning you think that she like doesn't know what's going on or she's like head in the clouds blah 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 Mm -hmm. you realize like no she knows absolutely everything that's going on and she's just decided to like make her own choices and like do what she wants to do to like live the life she wants to have and like does what she feels she needs to to like feel even about things yeah and that she's scene, kind of puppet master she is and that scene where she's like talking about her trainer and then she says oh she's gonna God. show her a photo and she just shows her a photo of the baby i was like oh it also makes mm-hmm. sense though because then you're like when theo james's character when she's when she's like FaceTiming her son and her son's like, Daddy, daddy, daddy. And he's like not really coming to the phone. And then she's like, Oh, he wants to talk to you. And he's like, Oh, hey. And he's kind of like, like, he knows that's not his kid. Like he totally knows. Everyone's just living in lies. And they're like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like this makes this vacation or this show makes me never want to go on vacation with friends. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like the lesson of the show is like, don't go on couple vacation, like couple like double date type vacations. I was like, this is a yeah. hot mess. It truly, truly disaster. But wonderful television, and it just shows you how very normal people can become absolutely insane. And yeah. that's frightening. Also, speaking of Jennifer Coolidge dying in the show, I had a dream last night where I there was like a premonition that I was going to be murdered. So that was fun. Oh, like you had a premonition in your dream or somebody in your dream had a premonition? I can't remember if it was like <laughs> one of those situations where it's just like, oh, this is what's going to happen in the future. Or if it was yeah. like I thought very seriously that was what was going to happen in the future mm. and so i was just like running around trying to evade death <laughs> so good times good vibes exactly what That's you deep. need on a sunday night into a monday morning um <laughs> so should probably talk to my therapist about what that means um <laughs> anywho <laughs> so <laughs> i just wanted to share that with everyone so they feel better about the things they dream about because those are the things that I dream about. <laughs> On that note, we'll jump into today's note. topic. Yes, which is a common a combination of mental health, depressing January, mm-hmm. and all the things in between. I feel like January is a tough month. And it's apparently month. we are not alone in this thought. A lot of people admit that January is a tough month. Yeah. And last time we spoke to you all we talked about intentions which we love doing because we think it's like fun to go into the new year with an intention or in several of them but I think you know a lot of people go into the year with some really strong resolutions restrictions changes that they want to make yeah some really big plans some seriously lofty goals and I think it can be really hard because you make these goals on like you know, December 31st or January 1st. And then all of a sudden it's like mid-January and you either haven't gotten to do them yet because life is really busy or you've broken them because you set really tough goals and goals are hard to meet that quickly. Mm-hmm. Or or you're doing perfectly, but it's still cold as fuck outside. And so <laughs> like things are not going as well as you want them to. And I just – I'm not saying everyone has to feel this way, but I feel like it's a common theme in January. Yeah. And I feel like after the holidays in December, you're in January and it's like, okay, all that like cheery, fun stuff that everyone was like excited for is done. All the decorations come down and now you're just like, it's winter and you have months of winter left ahead of you. January is a long month. It's like a full 31 days. It's not like quick February. So rude. And it's still so freaking dark out so early and it's cold and it's just – it's it's tough. Like there's not as much to look forward to in January. There's no like fun, cute holidays to get excited about. And most people, like even if you're in school, like you don't really get a break in January. You get it in like February or March. Like it's just – it's not a super exciting time. And Mm-mm. I feel like it's an understandable time to feel a little bit – blue of like okay what am I doing now like am I achieving these goals am I and yeah it's so real the stress of feeling like you set all these goals and if by like mid-January or like the third week of January you feel like you haven't been doing them you feel like you've already like ruined it or something totally also speaking of blue we Rebecca and I were talking about this there's actually a thing called blue Monday which I never heard of until this year which apparently is the Monday after MLK weekend or like the Monday of MLK weekend where it's like you don't really have any long weekends to look forward to for at least a month. The holidays are over. It's still really dark out. It's supposed to be the most depressing day of the year, which we're not trying to bring the room down. It's just <laughs> apparently what what the day is. And I don't know if I necessarily felt that personally. I don't know if I felt the most sad ever on that day, but I it felt very relatable to just think about all of these things that you've just done. I know for me personally, like I had a really busy holiday season with Thanksgiving and then I was gone on vacation for two weeks and then I came back and it was like, okay, right to work. Also, don't really have any super like, I mean, I have plans 
in like the sense of meeting up with friends or going to a dinner or whatever, but no really big plans to look forward to for a little while. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, your life all of a sudden just really slows down for a lot of people. And I think it's just harder than people talk about. Yeah. Also, once you come back from the holidays at work, all those things that people were like, oh, we'll touch base after the holidays. Like they all come back uh-huh. to you because now the holidays yeah, are over. Touch so base. there's just like a ton of things on your plate that everyone's been putting off because no one wanted to deal with it from the window from like Christmas to New Year's. And now you have to deal with it. And so it's just like work yep. stinks. Everyone's upset because they got to deal with all this stuff they've been putting off. And yeah, it just kind of piles up. At least in New England, it's just it feels like it's going to be so cold forever. <laughs> I also think, too, this kind of came up for me this past weekend. I don't personally set resolutions. I also – I don't do anything, like, for the month of January. I know a lot of people participate in, like, challenges for the month of January, which, like, absolutely no judgment to whatever people want to do. It's not my journey. doesn't mean it can't be your journey. (laughs) But I do think it's really hard from different perspectives. I think, one, if you're someone who's chosen to participate in something, like, dry January or some sort of, you know, fitness thing for January. Like there's a lot of pressure on that month Mm -hmm. to like do these things. And then a lot of guilt and disappointment if you're not able to complete those things. And I also think there's a lot of separation between the people who are participating in these challenges and the people who aren't. Like I think there's like almost this line of like, those who are going really hard and are like mm. new year new me and those of us who continue to live life like it's december <laughs> i don't know yeah. like i just i feel like that's really tough too i feel like i can be really hard on myself because i'm not doing those things and i'm like ooh a lot of other people are doing them should i be you know right like doing some sort of restriction or or ex- exercising way harder or And I mean, I don't think those actually line up with my goals personally, but I think it's hard to play a lot of the comparison game to everyone else's New Year's resolutions. I think for me, when it comes to the comparison game, uh, unfortunately, I play it constantly. So I haven't found a resolution. (laughs) I'll let you know when I do. Um, I think the number one thing that I do is talk to my therapist about it. (laughs) Um, So recommend. But... I also have just really stopped talking to people about the things that I don't want to be compared to. I notice that for me, when I get anxious about other people doing all these really cool things and me not doing anything, I start to talk about it a lot. I'll be like, Hmm. I don't know what it is. It's like I'm externally processing it or I'm trying to convince myself that it's okay that I'm not doing what other people are doing. And I catch myself doing this all the time. You know, my friends will tell me what they're doing for the month of January and then I make a joke about how I'm not doing anything. And it's like, it actually just doesn't matter. Like, I don't need to say anything. You know, no one asks right, if, I'm, right. if I'm doing something or not. I don't need to justify whether or not I'm participating in dry January or whether or not I'm starting a diet or or whether or not I'm meeting my goal of reading or whatever it is like. You don't have to justify mm-hmm. yourself to anyone. And I think that's just really tough because a lot of people will ask you what your resolutions are. It's a very typical thing in our culture, really. Um, or they'll offer it up because I think sometimes when you're doing something really challenging, like a restrictive diet or exercising all the time or whatever it is, you kind of talk about it a lot because it's taking over your yeah. life because it's a lot of effort, which I totally get. And then I think if you're not doing those things, you feel the need to somehow justify it or explain it. Yeah, that you're not doing that. Yeah, I feel like some people who are doing like intense things feel the need to say that they're doing it. Like sometimes I think people do it to kind of hold themselves accountable to be like, oh, if I keep talking about it, like I have to keep doing it because now other people know that I'm doing it. But then I think also sometimes people feel like – worried they're going to get judged for doing Mm -hmm. something and then feel the need to like explain why they're doing it or that they're doing a thing. Like I've I've been in situations where I've seen people before who clearly have decided that they're going to go on some sort of like diet or they're changing their food habits or they're like doing something and 
they definitely feel uncomfortable like saying no to certain foods or showing up with their own stuff and then feel the need I think to like explain what what all it is that they're doing and I feel like I would just encourage people to be like "Mm, you don't really have to explain it to anybody like people can like get context clues and like if people ask you like oh why are you eating that or why like it's just there's just no need for that like there's really no need to like question what people are doing but and on the flip side like there's no reason to question why people aren't doing that like yeah I think some people like decide to do some really intense things and like that's totally fine for them to do that but you can't like then go around and make other people feel bad for not like making the same choice I saw this thing on TikTok I clearly spent way too much time on TikTok but that's for another day um (laughs) I saw this thing on TikTok where someone was saying that they were doing um 75 medium which like apparently 75 hard oh I've heard about really yeah 75 hard is like this really intense thing where it's like for 75 days you like work out twice a day and you can't do this and you can't do that you could you have to read every day but only non-fiction books and you have to eat like it's just like all these kind of like okay decline (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly exactly it's it's just like it's really intense and um I know myself I would personally never be able to do that um that would just like be a misery I mean maybe I could physically do it but I wouldn't want to it's it's it sounds not enjoyable for me personally but there was this woman who was like I'm doing 75 medium and she was like creating goals for herself but they were just so much more tailored to her they were like I'm gonna do one thing a day that's like movement that I enjoy or she was like I'm gonna read five minutes a day can be anything. <laughs> she was like, it can be fiction. It can be romance. It can be nonfiction, but it doesn't have to be like, you know, and just sort of came up with different things she wants to do to like help her mind, body, all that stuff. But it was just like, <laughs> I just thought it was cute that she was like, I'm doing 75 media <laughs> where it was just kind of like not <laughs> that like restrictive. That. It was more so just like, here's some things I'm going to use to guide myself, but it's like in no way like a miserable experience. But yeah. yeah, I just really couldn't get over that. It was like, you have to read every day, but only nonfiction. I was like, what is that? What does that even mean? Like, what is that? What does that give to people? Like, who says that nonfiction is like the hard thing to do? Like, I don't yeah. Know. I also just think too, like, we're probably at this time of the month where a lot of people have fallen off of things. Like, I even know for me, one of my intentions was to work on my Spanish, and I have. But have I done it every single day? No. <laughs> um, yeah. And I wish I have. But I think it's hard because I can be really mean to myself about it. And mm. I just think then I have to go back to why I set the intention in the first place, which was just as a reminder of something that I wanted to do, not a strict rule of when I have to do it or how I have to or anything like that. I also think, too, like we need to – I I've noticed with myself I need to be a little bit kinder to myself too I think like I was really feeling it this weekend of just I think our inner voices get really loud especially in times like this where maybe we're not doing as much it's a little darker outside so maybe we're spending more time at home also like we all know seasonal effectiveness disorder sorry if I said that wrong is a real thing and like I think we just have to acknowledge it sometimes. Like I had a weekend where I just kind of acknowledged that I was like just not really feeling 100% myself. I think I was just feeling a little down. I was feeling a little lame because I just like, you know, was home every single night of the weekend and just, I mean, everyone's allowed to do what they want. There's nothing wrong with a plan you do or do not have. But I think it just kind of hit me a little bit of like, ooh, I'm not doing anything. Like, I haven't seen anyone other than my partner, who it's great, loves spending time with Jack. But I was like, I see him because he also lives here too. So um, <laughs> other than, than that, though, I haven't seen anyone. Like, is that bad? You know, I think we can just be really hard on ourselves. And I'm trying to remind myself that not everything is a competition of Am I doing as much as my friends? Am I doing as much as I did last year at this time? Am I, you know, like just right. living in the moment a little bit more? Yeah, totally. And I also feel like if you're a person who set either resolutions or intentions or just had like an overall hope for yourself for in the new year or to start doing with the new year, the mentality that like, oh, I haven't, I've already failed at it. And now it's just like too late is just not 
true. Like you can start mm-hmm. doing anything at any time. Like people choose the new year because it's just like a nice time to do it. It's like after a holiday break, people are like, oh, okay, new start. But like your new year can be literally any time. And also you doing something a little bit and then like falling off for a couple weeks because you're like not feeling well or you're feeling down or you're busy. Like that just doesn't mean that whatever it is you wanted to do for yourself has to end. Like you can pick it back up anytime right. that you wish to and, and at whatever pace or intensity level that you want to, whether that's working out or reading or learning your Spanish or whatever. Like you don't have to be like, oh, well, I intended to work out three times a week and I didn't do that the last two weeks. So it's done. It's like, well, no, yeah. you could like yeah. go for a walk two times a week if you want to and like that's fine like you can adjust and you can do things in smaller doses like it's okay to realize like maybe something I set for myself was just like a little bit unrealistic given all the other things I have to do in my life like let me pivot to do something that feels a bit more manageable but also makes me feel like I'm accomplishing something I really wanted to do totally I also don't know if I'm alone in this but I have a cold right now I feel like it's cold season I also know it's totally cold season People are getting COVID again. Like, it's just that time of year. And I know for me, like, I get really big sad girl energy when I have a cold. Like, I (laughs) am such a baby. Not that I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to die. It's just I'm like, oh, I have a cold. Like, everything sucks. Like, no one wants to be around me because I'm an incubus. Like, I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. Like, I'm never going to be able to go to the gym again. I'm never going to be able to walk more than a mile because my lungs don't work. Like, I can't, you know, like, it's just this horrible, like, rambling of thoughts of like this cold yep. is ruining my life and I have no friends and, and all your goals yeah that literally yeah. happened to me like I got a cold the day before New Year's Eve and I was sick with it like it didn't really end until two weeks later so by the time it ended yeah. it was like January 13th and yeah. I was like wow I haven't done any of the things really I intended to do because I've been feeling like crap for two weeks and so I was like cool, 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 like great start, like new year, new me, like I'm just like laying in bed, like can't breathe out of my nose. Like, yep. but you know what? It's like, I had to be like, okay, it's fine. Like, of course I wasn't going to like do certain things during this time. My body needed to freaking recover. So now it's like, okay, I can like pick it back up. It's not over just because I missed two weeks of doing things I would hope to do. Also, sometimes I think back to like, (laughs) this is so random. I think back to colonial times. Like a cold (laughs) would knock someone out. And by knock someone out, I mean literally kill them. So sometimes I'm like, I should be nicer to myself about having a cold. This is tough (laughs) and it's fine. I need to rest. Okay. If if this was 1750, I'd be dead. So I should just be happy (laughs) to be alive. (laughs) And I should just be grateful for heat and (laughs) stop whining. You know, I mean, that's me joking, obviously. When people are really going through it, you can't just be like, stop whining. But I just, for me, I'm just like being a little like negative Nelly for no reason because I'm just, I don't know. I think I'm not looking at the big picture. And I think that's what happens in January. It's like, we've made all these really specific goals and then we don't meet them within like the three weeks that we've told ourselves is appropriate to meet them or like show progress. And then we're like, Oh, the whole year's ruined. Right. You know? It's all a wash. Like, no. it's like, right. No, no. <laughs> it's like, it's like, see you in 2024. It's like, <laughs> we just look a little bit more big picture. Like I keep trying to tell myself that I'm like, okay, I have a cold. So there's a lot of things that I'm not doing right now because I'm not feeling very well. That's fine. There are so there's so many weeks in the air. There's so many weeks in this life. Like we have time. It doesn't all ha- need to happen this week because we have modern medicine and I won't die from this cold. So it's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> and totally. I just need to remind myself of that because I feel like I get really intense about fixing everything or doing everything right now, you know? Yeah. I feel like every time, every week I'm like, this is the week I'll get my life in order. And it's just like, it's never going to be that week. Like I'm really never going to have it all together, but (laughs) that's fine. Like I just need to embrace that. Like, uh, you know, maybe each week I can have one thing together or a couple things together. It's not going to all be together, but that's okay. I'm still making progress, even though it's not all together. Or like maybe our goals are like to try and have fun, you know, or, or to literally 
uh, get up. I saw a million memes that were like, I'm doing this thing called January. It's where I try to live <laughs> through each day of January, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I just think like sometimes we forget that it's a lot of effort to just like get up every day and go to work, go to school, whatever it is you do. And then adding 8,000 things to the list that you said you were going to do in the new year is really tough and impossible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you're just like doing January, good for you. Proud of you. Yeah. Keep it up. Yeah. That's fine. That's Bestie, enough. You're you doing don't have amazing. to do more. <laughs> There's nothing else you need to do. You're doing great just as you are. If you have a cold, like sending you blessings, you know? <laughs> <laughs> sending healing thoughts rest up drink some tea yeah oh there's so many things i could do for myself to improve my cold that i just won't do because i hate it you know like like taking like i gotta do one of those sinus rinses and i'm just not doing it because i hate doing it i know or taking vitamin c i should do that and i won't i hate it i hate it i can't do it well, see, I refuse to do those like um, vitamin C, like emergency things. Like, oh, no. I can't do them. Like, like throwing mm-hmm. that into like, a water bottle, absolutely not. But I did find this like lemon tea that has vitamin C in it as well. And for some reason, if it's a hot tea with sugar, it's it and it doesn't like turn a weird color like the emergency uh-huh. does. That I can handle because it mostly just tastes okay. like a lemon tea. That feels like a good. But hack. I can't. I should try. Yeah. That. I would recommend because like they're pretty easily found at like CVS or Walgreens or you can order them online and it doesn't taste like a weird vitamin thing. It just tastes like tea. Yeah, not for me. Not for yeah. me. But anywho, like we're going to persevere because that's what we do. It's going to be fine. And February is going to be on just another month. It doesn't have to be great. It doesn't have to suck. It could just be neutral, you know? And I <laughs> yeah. think that's what I'm trying to feel about February. I'm I'm still – we're still in January. I'm not trying to rush it. It's okay. We don't have to skip it just because it's not super, like, substance right. It's filled, still part of know? our journey, but it can be right. fine. It can be neutral. It doesn't have to be life-changing. So those are our thoughts on getting through January and the toughness of January. Um, feel free to let us know on our Instagram if you agree or any of your thoughts on the pop culture stuff we referenced earlier in today's episode. You can find us at SisterlyPod on Instagram. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. We love you and we will catch you next week on another episode of Sisterly. Bye.